Hey there, folks. Welcome to Con Games Navigating Nigerian Scams. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. Oh, great. Another podcast from another nobody. Believe me, I get it. There are a million shows out there already. I've had this idea in the back of my mind for ages, and I finally said, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I have this unfinished book on scams and scammers, so maybe this will motivate me to wrap that up too. But really, what is it with Nigerians and scams? It seems like everywhere you turn, there's a Nigerian involved in some sketchy scheme or another. Scamming is practically one of our major exports. I'm not saying it's right, obviously, but you got to admit, it's part of our economy at this point. I wonder what percentage of Nigeria's GDP comes from scams. I should talk to an economist about that. I've always been weirdly fascinated by con artists and scams. I can't really explain why. I live in a small southwestern state in Nigeria, and the running joke is that the local Yahoo boys, internet fraudsters, are propping up the economy of the city. If these Yahoo boys picked up and left, the city might be in financial ruin. Now I'm not saying the authorities are complicit or in on it, but you got to wonder sometimes, right? Look, Nigeria isn't the only place known for scams. But scamming and similar nefarious activities have definitely defined our global reputation for decades now. I mean, who hasn't gotten one of those Nigerian prince emails at some point? We'll get into the history and psychology behind it all later. For now, let's just say we'll dig into the methods they use. But don't worry, this won't be a how-to guide for any aspiring scammers. At the very least, this podcast will be informative and hopefully help you make good decisions when dealing with Nigeria and Nigerians. As we go along, we'll also be chatting with people on the ground floor of the scam world to get some raw, unfiltered perspectives on what's really happening out there. I'll bring in some historical context to help explain how we got to this point in Nigeria. Let's zoom out for a minute and go through a quick history lesson to see how we got here. Back in the 1960s, when Nigeria gained independence, it wasn't exactly smooth sailing. We had some political turmoil and coups that kind of set the stage for sketchy stuff to go down. Fast forward to the 70s oil boom. Money was flowing in, but it wasn't being spread around well. With all that corruption and poverty, you can imagine how some folks got desperate. That takes us to the 80s and the birth of those infamous 419 advance fee scams. You know, convincing people to hand over cash in exchange for big rewards that never show up. Now the 90s, that's when things really changed. Technology was evolving fast. Global communication got a major upgrade. And suddenly, scammers had all these new tools. Email, the internet, a whole new playground opened up. The early 2000s, hey, remember those wild Nigerian prince emails? Those were classic. People were getting really elaborate with these tales of royalty and urgent money needs. As the scams grew more elaborate, so did the law enforcement response. The FBI, Interpol, local cops, they all teamed up to tackle it. Fighting fraud became this international coordination game. And all along, the scammers kept adapting, branching out beyond email to social media and other online spaces, always staying one step ahead. All right. Now let's rewind and look at some reasons why we humans even fall for scams in the first place. See, deep down, a lot of us just crave real human connection and trust. It's like our North Star. And scammers, they get that. 
So they create these personas designed to hit all our buttons for trustworthiness. They layer on fancy titles and big affiliations, all smoke and mirrors to create an illusion of legitimacy. Of course, trust isn't just a soft spot, it's the backbone of society. But scammers have figured out how to use our own trust against us. Wild! Even now in the digital age, we still want those real social bonds, and scammers keep getting slicker at faking them. Whether we're face-to-face or screen-to-screen, we gotta stay sharp out there. Here's another hook they use, that hardwired human desire for instant gratification. Dangle a get-rich-quick scheme in front of us? For a lot of people, it's game over. Common sense goes out the window. Scammers know we love those too-good-to-be-true offers, promising easy money fast. They tap right into that craving for swift payoffs and magical solutions. When we're hungry for quick fixes and shortcuts, we're more willing to skip doing our homework. That's exactly what the scammers want. So next time something seems too good to be true, take a beat. Remember that if it looks like easy money, there's usually a catch. A little pause can make all the difference. For this episode, I want to zoom in on one specific type of scam, the fake Nigerian prince email con. This one really put Nigeria on the map, for better or worse. If you assumed the fake Nigerian Prince Con faded away years ago, the scammers didn't get the memo. These emails are still making major money. Get this stat from a CNBC article. Losses related to these Nigerian Prince scams total over $700,000 per year, according to an FBI report. That's right, folks. Almost a million bucks a year even now. This royal ruse just won't quit. It's wild how ubiquitous mentions of the fake Nigerian prince scam have become. You've got TV shows like The Simpsons and The Office joking about it. Big movies like The Brothers Bloom building stories around it. Comedians like Weird Al and Bo Burnham mocking it in their lyrics. It's proliferated through video games, novels, everywhere. Say what you will, this con has woven itself into the cultural consciousness. Let me assume you've been living under a rock for the past few decades and you don't know how the Nigerian prince scam works. Here's is how the classic Nigerian prince scam goes. So, John from Cornwall in the United Kingdom, just your average retired school teacher living the quiet life in a small town. Seemed content enough, but I think we all get those dreams of a little extra financial padding, am I right? Anyway, John's just scrolling through his emails one day and boom, there it is. Subject line, request for assistance, strictly confidential. Now, John had heard about these Nigerian prince scams before, but something about this email hooked him. It was real well written, none of those messy red flags you'd expect. And it spins this wild tale about some hidden away fortune and a prince who needs help claiming it. Even throws in some fancy talk about royalty that reels John in. And being chosen for this secret mission? Let's just say it stroked John's ego a bit, so his scepticism starts slipping. His mind's suddenly dancing with visions of never worrying about money again. And the email really amps up the urgency, going on about political instability in Nigeria, time running out, yada yada. With dollar signs in his eyes, John ignores all the obvious warning signs, doesn't even blink at the crazy generic wording or the request for personal details. He's just laser-focused on this golden opportunity. 
Over the next few weeks, he's emailing with the prince, giving up more personal info, even sending some cash to cover so-called legal fees. In his head, it's just a small step to the motherlode. But eventually, doubt starts seeping in. He's noticing some holes in the story, and it's not adding up. So he loops in his tech-savvy nephew who's like, Uncle John, my guy, you have been played. And suddenly, it clicks for John. Those tantalising promises had blinded him to the fact that he'd been roped into a good old-fashioned Nigerian prince scam. Now, in John's case, he only lost about £700 sterling, which may not seem huge. But to him, I'm sure it stung. And you've got to think, a scammer like this probably has a whole net of folks on the line. These guys are running a numbers game. They don't need to reel in the big fish every time. Nah, they just cast that wide net and skim a little off each person. I'm talking like 50 bucks here, 100 there. It adds up. They know not everyone will take the bait. But for every 10 people they message, even if just one or two fork over a little cash? Chutching. Easy money. They're cool with nibbling those little bites rather than going for the whole enchilada. So while John's personal loss may seem small compared to what he could have lost, to the scammer it's just part of their business model. Scale it up times hundreds of victims and you can see how they rack up the bucks. The key to these Nigerian prince scams is getting you hooked from the very first email. Once you buy into that opening act, the scammers can really start reeling you in. It becomes about milking as much money as possible before you catch on. With John, it was the phony processing fee needed to access the fortune. But they've got a whole menu of fake costs they can throw at you. Legal fees, taxes, bank charges, clearance certificates, insurance, notarization, you name it. Or my favourite, the bribery fee to pay off officials and make sure everything goes smooth. Point is, all these fees are totally fabricated excuses to keep rinsing money from the victim. They'll just keep increasing the amounts too, as long as the person keeps paying up. It's all about keeping that hook in your mouth before you realise you're just being led down the primrose path. The scammers will feed you lie after lie to string you along and squeeze out every last cent. Once you take that bait, it can be hard to reel yourself back in. So be cautious out there, folks. Protect yourself from getting played by these scammers and their bag of tricks. I had a chat with a confessed former scammer who lived off the Nigerian prince scam. He said, In those days, it felt like everyone was doing it. And you know what? It worked. It worked like a charm. The world was our stage. Back then, I was just another face in the crowd, a graduate in mass communications with nowhere to go. Nigeria had turned its back on us, offering no job prospects, no glimmer of hope. Scamming was a lifeline, a way to survive in a country that had abandoned its own. Begging in the streets wasn't an option for me. I'd rather be a scammer than a beggar. Those were the choices that seemed apparent. Fast forward, and here I am in retail. Married, children in university. It's a far cry from the person I used to be. I felt bad for those that fell for my game, and I still think about a few of them till today. But let me tell you, something changed. The classic print scam, the one that was our bread and butter, it's not what it used to be. The new wave, they can't put together a simple sentence. Education, or rather, the lack of it, has become their Achilles' heel. 
targets see through them in a heartbeat. Nigeria is going down a dark path. And here I am, lamenting, not noticing the irony of it all. The very thing that once sustained me, it's become a shadow of its former self. You see, it's Nigeria in a nutshell. Quick money, that's what we're all after. Who's willing to put in the hard work? Not many. I'll confess, if easy money came knocking on my door, I'd be tempted. It's the economic reality we face, a constant whisper in our ears, urging us to take the shortcut. That's the truth of it. You know, we've all been there. That moment when an email catches our eye, and for a split second, we consider it. I mean, it happens to the best of us, right? Our own situations can sometimes make us a tad more susceptible. It's like a little crack in our armor. I want to tell you, as we're having this chat, I can almost guarantee that somewhere out there, someone's falling for it. It's just the way these scams work, preying on those vulnerable moments. And hey, if you've been in the shoes of the Nigerian prince's target, don't be too hard on yourself. Seriously, don't. We're all human after all. It's that moment of vulnerability that these scammers seize upon. So, let's learn from it and help others avoid it in the future. Next time, we're diving into a topic that hits close to home for many. Nigerian dating and romance scams. You won't want to miss it. Stay tuned!